right. Good morning. And welcome, welcome, welcome. Another episode of Mornings with Mike live here from my basement studio. We appreciate you hanging out with us here on this, what is, I guess, a very chilly and soon to be rainy Tuesday morning here in Berks County. And joining me this morning to the, I think, joy of everybody in Berks County. The one, the only, the voice of high school sports on 8.30 a.m. W-E-E-U. None other than Bob McCool is here with us. Good morning there, Bobby. How are you? I'm just fine, Mike. And how are you? I'm I'm doing well. It's good to have you here. We are live up on Facebook. So if you'd like to go ahead and join us, you can go to Facebook.com slash Mike Keller Radio or Facebook.com slash MWM Radio. You can also listen to the live feed. That's right. We have a live audio only feed that you can check out up on the Podbean app. So go ahead and give that a look-see if you'd like. I believe I got it up and running this morning without any issues. So if you'd like to give that a try, download the Podbean app, go to the 222 podcast, and you'll be able to find it there. You can also go ahead and call us whenever you'd like. We'll open the phone lines here in just a second, 484-509-0445, 484-509-0445. Big thanks to everybody who joined me yesterday and commented and all that good stuff. Uh, hopefully we'll have some more fun today. And we're going to want to know how you guys feel about a certain list we're going to be making. So start thinking about it. I mentioned it yesterday. The top five most beloved current Philly athletes. So I'm not talking back in the day. I'm talking about active now, currently playing on one of the Philadelphia teams. Because Jason Kelsey came up yesterday. And I don't know if there's anyone more beloved right now in Philly sports than one Jason Kelsey. We'll get to that later, but we do want to start off with the Eagles and Chiefs on Monday night football. And Bob, another Eagles game where if you just went ahead and just watched the game and didn't know what the score was, like walked out of the room every time before someone scored a touchdown, you would think the Chiefs won this game by about 17 points. Well, in full disclosure, once I found out that Taylor Swift wasn't going to be there, I didn't watch. Oh, you know what? <laughs> so you, you were there for the one Swift, yes. not the other. Correct. There was a Swift who yes, starred last night. Yes, there was. I've seen that young man play football since he was in ninth grade. Wow. Yes. <laughs> uh, he, is, he is good. And honestly, my whole contention in all of this was the game flipped when the Eagles rediscovered the screen pass because mm-hmm. they couldn't block Kansas City at all. No, the offensive line was just especially in the first good. half. Correct. Yeah, I mean, Kansas City was selling out on the on the pass. Uh, again, it is the game of football today, where every offensive coordinator is the mad scientist in the corner who's going to come up with something different and throwing on first down and throwing on second down, and the defenses are just pinning their ears back and coming after them, and they were not effectively i mean eagles offensive line has a reputation as being really good but they weren't really good last night no um and so how do you offset an oncoming pass rush the best 
It's a screen pass. Yeah, use because, it for your advantage. Correct. Exactly right. Now you've turned that pass rush into your advantage because they're all selling out on it. And they weren't just coming with four. They were coming with guys. They were, they were blitzing corners off this. Uh, mm -hmm. They were blitzing defensive backs off the edge. They were coming with linebackers. So now you, it, it, there's four or five guys, less guys down there. And now your offensive line is now out there blocking linebackers and, and defensive backs. And there was a screen pass thrown to DeAndre Swift in each of the two touchdowns that the Eagles scored in the second half that essentially flipped the field. I mean, everyone who talked to, talks about, you know, the, the the big pass play to Devontae Smith that got them to the one-yard line and they took it in. But prior to that was the screen pass that got him in a position to make that happen. So to me, those two play calls flipped the game in the Eagles' favor. Uh, and the defense obviously was really, really good in the second half. Yeah, well, a tale of two halves, like we've Correct. said so many times with this Eagles team. But what I thought was really great, and it's a word that we've used over and over and over again, and we didn't like how certain defensive coordinators did it last <laughs> year, the word adjustments. Right. When things weren't going your way, you go in and you make an adjustment right. and you figure out how you can stop what they're currently doing. Because right. whatever game plan you had planned coming into right. this isn't going the way you thought it was going. Right make an adjustment they did that same thing for the offense you just talked about the screens right. you know that offensive line with that coach standing on the side he is so good and right. the players that he has they're not going to get dominated for 60 minutes the way they were dominated no. for the first 30. correct and and but again that to me is the difference between good coaching and 100%. bad coaching is 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 making adjustments i go back to buddy ryan who i was never a big fan of i know in philadelphia that's a bad thing because people loved him <laughs> The problem to me with Buddy Ryan was his arrogance was his own downfall because Buddy Ryan, in my mind, always had plan A and didn't have plan B because pff, plan A is going to work. It's my plan. It's going to work and it's, plan it's a. my plan. <laughs> and so there was never any adjustments to it because it's clearly not my fault. It's your fault. And that's part of his downfall as a head coach. Didn't have that. Didn't work that way when he was a defensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, Rich Garcelle and I talked about that on our podcast about Penn State. I still, in my mind, cannot fathom that Penn State's offensive coordinator was basically saying, screw you, I'm going to call what I want. And it went on. And it was okay. And nobody did anything about it. Like, I, if I'm James Franklin at halftime, I'd have been like, okay, I'm firing you sometime soon. Yeah. So you can be up in that booth. But I, but your your headphones off. I mean, I, I'm, you're not calling plays anymore. Yeah, like, all, all you stop. have to do. You're the boss. Correct. You're the CEO correct. of that organization. Absolutely correct. That's what the head coach is. Hundred percent. Especially right. if you're not the guy calling the plays. When right. you're that overseer, right. like a Mike Tomlin, like um, Bill Belichick, I don't think calls the defense no. anymore. So he's just kind of overseeing everything. Those right. kind of head coaches, you got to be listening to absolutely everything that is happening correct. on those headphones. And if there is more than one thing you don't like, <laughs> right? Like you can disagree with the call. That's going to happen. Correct. But if it starts trending in right. a direction where it doesn't make any right. sense, and you can make that argument last night for the Eagles as well, there's some plate calling with this Brian Johnson offensive coordinator. And I know he's been with the Birds for a while. He's been on the coaching staff. But there are drives that, as a fan, at least to my eyes, don't make any sense. And that was 100% on display, especially in the first half last night. We are like, what is he doing? He threw two bubble screens, yeah. one to, to the back. left, one to the right. Yeah, it was right after the Kelsey fumble when they, they got momentum back. Yeah. Kansas City's driving for what could have been a 10-point lead again and a fumble, and he throws a screen. They threw a bubble screen left that 
almost got picked off because the defensive back made a great play on it uh-huh. and then threw a bubble screen back to the right that went like for six inches not even a yard that bubble screen yeah. when the eagles run it works once every 25 plays and when it works right. it's not a big play right it's seven yards correct I... and that's and 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 that's the value of a bubble screen like it's not like a big play in your offense but if you do it all the time it doesn't work but nothing it never works, works if you well, <laughs> but nothing works if you do it all the time because the defense knows it's coming and they've adjusted to it and again Kansas City had a bye week and there's whatever the line is for Andy Reid off a of bye week it's it's really good because yeah. you're giving a guy who's got a thousand years of coaching under his belt time to prepare and he's got his defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo who's been around just as long if not longer than Andy Reid so you're giving these guys two weeks to prepare for the Eagles and clearly their game plan was pretty good they knew what the Eagles were going to do and how to how to play against it and so you've got to figure out a way to get it done uh, Nick Sirianni's a uh, he's a puzzle to me because he just is he looks like that kid you just want to smack he just does he's got that kind of that snotty looking kid to him but the guy you talked about a moment ago is the reason why Nick Sirianni is to me a successful coach Jason Kelsey bought it because mm-hmm. Kel- he buys in everybody. Follows. Correct. And Kelsey was the tie to Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz and Nick Foles and the Super Bowl. And so when Jason Kelsey said, look, I know he says like things about we're spreading fertilizer or whatever he said back in when he was here first, he bought in and then now you add in Jalen Hurts and Jason Kelsey bought into Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. and all of everybody else bought in because Jason Kelsey said he's the dude let him let, let's let's follow him and it has worked and again to our point if they made those adjustments at halftime you got to give Sirianni the credit because mm-hmm. th- that it it worked because we've so many times went ahead and given head coaches a hard time in Monday morning quarterback when they didn't make those adjustments. It's a word that football fans use so often, especially when your team is overmatched. Why didn't they make adjustments? (laughs) I don't think adjustments were going to work, but when you have a a game where the two teams are evenly matched and they're either both really bad or both really good, and you can make a key adjustment during halftime, it certainly, certainly can make a difference. Well, you mentioned the Nick Sirianni uh, flower speech, and I heard Ruben Frank on post game last night mention this. Ever since he gave that flower speech, which was on October 27th of 2021, <laughs> all right? They the went, day that we'll live it into. <laughs> it really was. They were two and five at that point right. and heading into Detroit. They won in Detroit and closed out the season seven and two in meaningful games, meaning that once they had a spot locked up where they couldn't move at the end of the season, they sat guys. He's not counting those games. The next year they went 14 and three and this year they're nine and one. So if you add all that together in meaningful regular season games, Mm -hmm. since that insane (laughs) asinine speech that made absolutely no sense, correct? the Philadelphia Eagles are 30 and six. It's amazing. I mean, again, like I said, he just, He's he's different, but he again he just has that. There, there's a look about it. like like Dan Campbell in Detroit is a football coach. No, that's like, a fo- yeah, we can still play. Like, yeah, no, I know, but I'm just saying like you aren't messing with that dude. No. Like when he comes into the room and and says something like "Yes, sir," <laughs> would be my response. Yeah. But Nick Sirianni just looks like he looks like you. He's I mean, like he's a, like a kid you just want to smack. He looks like a like a regular guy. Yeah. A hundred percent. And he says stupid things. Yes. Again, like I said, just like me, (laughs) just like me. 
Well, not only is that insane, but listen to this stat when you go towards Andy Reid. You talked about how good he is with the bye. Now take on top of that, that going in to last night, the team is 62-6 and six under Andy Reid when they were leading by 10 points or more. Wow. They're now 62 and seven. <laughs> also, they were 65 and eight under Reed when leading just going into the fourth quarter. Right. They're now 65 and nine. Right. So everything, everything from the bye week to after you got into it, you went down 10. Everything when we were in halftime right. pointed to this being an L for the Eagles. Yeah. And, and just, I mean, adjustments just came. the whole, I mean, it's also one of those things. And again, you can't, there's not that there's any science to this or anything, but when you look at the schedule at the beginning of the year, you'll see a game at Kansas City. You kind of put that in the L column. Mm. Like, you know, there's going to be some losses over the course of the season. All right, that's probably one. You're probably not going to just, and for valid reasons, obviously, Kansas City is not only A, a very good football team. Uh, I think they won the, the uh, ring last year. Yeah. And they've done quite well for yeah, themselves. Exactly. Yeah. And at home, obviously, they're even better. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a tough place to go. The weather was not ideal. Uh, it's a huge win for the Eagles. It really is. Everyone kept and, saying, and there's more in the tank. I mean, it, I mean, in the end of the end of the night, you won in Kansas City. Doesn't get any better than that. But if you really look at it, they're better than what they were last night. Oh, this whole season, I think, has right. been a coach's dream. Yeah, <laughs> because you're nine and one, and you can still go in on Monday, absolutely correct, or Tuesday, whenever you end up going in after <laughs> whenever your game is played in the NFL here in 2023, uh, Thursday, Friday. It could be any day of the <laughs> correct. week here correct. in 2023. But it must be great that you know you're nine and one. You win these games. Doesn't matter if it's a bad team or a good team. You figure out a way to win. But you still have a ton of stuff to Absolutely look at correct. on film. Absolutely correct. I mean, there's a lot of things that you could look at and go like, all right, we we need to clean this up. We need to clean that up. We need to be better here. We need to be better, better there. And that's what usually that's what happens in the world of football. That's what happens after a loss. Mm-hmm. Like nobody wants to lose, but co- as nobody wants to lose more than coaches. But from a coaching standpoint, a loss usually means that you can go into practice and film study with a whole different mindset. Like, you know, you're not so good anymore. Now you realize you lost and this yeah. is why we lost and we need to do this better and clean it up. So it's, it's easier to do that after a loss and after a win, but anyhow, they're, they're finding ways to win. And that's, so I, from a, from a fan standpoint, you got to look at it and go like, man, if we, if yeah. we do this and we do that, we're going to be okay. Well, by the way, you're nine and one and, and you're sitting, sitting fat right now in terms of the, whole overall scheme of things they clean a few things up and they're going to be looking really really good and you hope that's where they're trending to the only hope is like with the phillies you hope they get hot at the right time because playing good in the beginning of the nfl season doesn't mean anything you've got to be good and and healthy at the end well the second part of that is the piece of that is staying healthy between now and then because i mean the bad part to me is look the playoffs really should start tomorrow because i do we really think if you just did this? All right. You want me to bring the standings up here so we can see where everybody looks? I, I, I don't at? have to go that far because here's <laughs> here's what you should do. All right. The 49ers and the Cowboys should play right now in a semifinal. The winner of that goes to Philly and plays the Eagles. That's it. I That's, mean, is there really, do you really think that there's anybody else out there? I will give that, a little bit that maybe, I don't think they can compete with the Eagles and the Niners, but I think I would like to see a Lions Cowboys game. Uh, okay. That might be a lot of maybe. Fun. Is it in Dallas? I would like to see it in Detroit. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the point. And in the ASC, the same. The Chiefs, the Dolphins, and probably Baltimore. Yeah. I mean, and you the Bills, probably... are, Bills are a mess right now. Yeah. So, I I mean, going into the season, you certainly would have the Bills in that category. You're setting up the Bengals in that category. Well, Joe Burrow's hurt, so you can take them out off the list. Deshaun Watson's right. out. Correct. So, 
there's there's your playoffs. Yeah. So Baltimore plays Miami, and the winner goes to Kansas City. And you can probably skip right to Baltimore, Correct. Kansas City. Yeah. Right, and get rid of their next seven weeks of <laughs> nothing where all you're going to do is waste time to get to where it really should be now. Or one of these teams is going to suffer, knock on wood, a right. devastating Correct. injury, Correct. and it's all going to fall apart. the Bengals and Joe Burrow, who yeah. are just getting to a point where they look like they got it figured out and they're getting better, and bang. That just changed everything. Well, imagine you're the Browns. I mean, nobody right. is a big Deshaun Watson fan uh, right. anymore. Right. But like they are seven and three. Right. And they don't have a quarterback. Correct. They're playing a rookie who I've never heard of <laughs> at quarterback. Right. And they're still figuring out ways to win games. Right. The Eagles, outside of the quarterback situation, the Browns have a lot of that same DNA. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it, exactly. And it, uh, like I said, it's just, uh, I know it. That's the problem, if you want to say it that way, in the sense of how long the National Football League season really is. I mean, 17 games is not – it's 17 games over 18 weeks. It's a long season. And it's a grind. Think about it. I mean, you're you're barely past the halfway point, and everything else is finishing up, I mean, in in the world of football. And it just – you're not even close. I mean, you're talking about February when this is all said and done. And it's, you know, mid-November. I mean, it's just, it's a long season in a game that's tough to stay healthy in. So now just adding on to that length of the season and the number of games in it, it's tough to stay healthy to the end. Yeah, and you do have that parity they always talk about in the NFL, but it seems like there is parity at the top with a handful of teams. And then there's everybody else. Yeah, there's a lot of mediocrity. There's, yeah. a, there's a difference between there's a parity, but there's also a mediocrity. And there's just, I mean, there's just a boatload of teams. Just look at it. The, I mean, like the Tampa Bay's and the New Orleans, and like, are they really, are they really good enough to do anything? No, they're not. They're they are what exactly you know to use the Dennis Green line. They are who we thought they are. Yeah, they're mediocre. And that's something that I don't think as sports fans we do enough stopping and smelling the roses yeah. right now for. All of Philly sports, even the Flyers. Absolutely correct. This is a time to stop and smell Absolutely, the roses 100% if you're correct. a Philadelphia sports right. fan. Because, because when you're old like me and you remember some of the bad years, I mean, you know, you've had your I fair share. I the 90s. Correct. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's just like there were some, there was, wasn't some bad years. There were some bad decades. Yeah, I had one good year in the 90s. <laughs> right. Yeah, there it is. exactly. Yeah. Right. Behind right. Me. 1993. And, and, and the cliff was quick. I mean, it went right yeah. off that cliff right after that. I well, mean, 94, they, they were good, but yeah, then we had the strike. strike. So it didn't really, yeah, you, you don't really know. But yeah, from there. And I mean, and I grew up as a kid with this, with the Phillies of the 70s. And when they finally got, got good in, in, the, in 1976 and they got in the playoffs and got wiped out by the Reds. But then, then they were, you know, it was the, the devastation of losing the Dodgers and losing. And then Pete Rose comes. And 1980 was, oh, my God, it was there. And at 81, they were good. And it was a strike. <laughs> and it screwed up the season. And they ended up having a half a season. They lost to Montreal in a playoff. But I think they could have been in a position to repeat again at 81. And then poof, yeah. here came the cliff again. And they just went off the cliff again. And it was a grand it was a canyon. Long cliff, cliff until Niagara, 1993. Niagara Correct. Falls yeah. style some bad, bad teams. Some free falling without a parachute right. there is what we were doing. And the Eagles at the time. But the Eagles are good, too, because obviously the Phillies were in the, in the series in 80. And then the, the, the Eagles played the Raiders in the Super Bowl in 81 with Vermeil and Jaworski. And, and boom, then that that team went. I mean, you know, it's it's the evolution of the game. The guys are there. They get older and you got to rebuild. Some teams can rebuild and some teams can't. And it just happens. But, yeah, there were some rough years. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, it is it is a really good time. 
to be a fan of Philadelphia sports. Yeah, because you are one of, what, five or six teams that has a chance to win the Super Bowl. Right. Uh, logically, if right. you look at it from just on a paper standpoint, obviously you get into the playoffs, anything can happen. But from a uh, if you're looking at it now, like you just mentioned, right. they're one of five or six teams, maybe just four, if you're really being honest with yourself, right. Right. who are really good enough to win the Super Bowl as things stand right now. Things can change. A Absolutely lot of things correct. can change correct. as they stand right now. Phillies, you could say the same thing. Mm -hmm. One of six, seven, eight teams yeah. who can win the World Series are going to be a favorite next year. You have guys wanting to play for the Philadelphia Phillies, which I still can't wrap my mind right. around of taking Correct. less money and not just a little bit less, right. substantially less right. money to play for the Phillies. You got rid of James Harden with the Sixers, and now the team's better. Absolutely. Subtraction. Addition by subtraction. Yep. Exactly right. <laughs> I mean, James Harden is just, I mean, look, he the, the track record is pretty yeah. obvious for James Harden. He is in the sports terminology, the very definition of a cancer in a clubhouse. Yeah, he's the pits. Yeah. And and I and I honestly believe that he took jo Joel Embiid with him. I mean, I think here's what I believe. From a, from a joy standpoint. Correct. But yeah. what I believe is that Joel Embiid had not won the MVP and was wanted to win the MVP. And I believe that James Harden said, all right, we're going to get you the MVP. And that was the focus of last season more than winning an NBA championship. And when Joel Embiid finally got the MVP, it was like, all right, we, I told you. I, done, I, I told you we were going to do this. I done did we got it. it. We, we're, we're good. Uh, and they didn't focus on the postseason and so that's the, i mean i i don't think that joel b can't clean it be cleaned up so to speak or get the polish back on him be, but i think it and we're gonna get I, it's reason why i'm saying that is part of this whole list list of, of, yep. of five because Embiid was in it and i don't think he's in it now all right well, we can we'll talk because I, I i don't want to say anything else but <laughs> I, I i i agree with you he's he's going in the wrong direction correct but that's going to happen Correct. just by attrition a lot of times. Correct. There's not a lot of guys who can be in a city as long as they have and always be right. loved. Correct. I mean, to go There's back to that point, Mike Schmidt. Yeah, like, oh, 100%. Like, now you say, who's the best player in Philly's history? Well, Mike Schmidt, for now. For now. <laughs> <laughs> correct. Closing in Absolutely correct. <laughs> uh, with an a Yeah, there's an asterisk there because yeah. it, 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 it's not going to be for long. It's 1A1. Right. But through the 70s, and the guy who changed that was Pete Rose. Mm -hmm. Pete Rose came here in 1979 and told Mike Schmidt, like, dude, you're the you're one of the best players in this game. And he had just left playing with Joe Morgan, Tony Perez, Johnny Bench, and, and, the, and the Cincinnati Reds. He made Mike Schmidt understand. But Mike Schmidt was so good, it seemed like he was it was easy for him. And that's what the, you know, you know, Philly fans, like yeah. if you don't run through a wall for us, you're not one of us. Yeah. And Mike Schmidt didn't have to do that because he was so good. Scott Rowland had a lot of that same Correct. problem. And people just kind of thought he was going through the motions. Mm -hmm. But then they won, obviously, in 80. And you started to see, you know, the, the famous thing when Schmidt had the big hit against the Royals and kind of pumped his fist going around first base. People like, hey, he cares. <laughs> <laughs> and then through the 80s. Everybody kind of came to realize, like, you know, we should really appreciate him because yeah. he'll be here forever. Uh -huh. uh, and so it changed. But through the 70s, I mean, there was like the famous thing where he borrowed a Larry Anderson wig or whatever, wore that long wig playing. Put a thing. jacket on. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Because he was just kind of like he kind of almost became like a Dick Allen kind of thing for a little while where people he was he was kind of the, the, the a whipping boy for a little while. Yeah, we'll get to that list coming up here in just a second. One other quick thing or a couple other quick things from the Eagles game last night. If I would have told you going into last night that uh, A.J. Brown's only going to have one reception, you would have thought there's no way the Eagles win this game. Somehow, 
He only got one ball. He didn't have many targets at all. They right. really shut him down. Yeah. Much in the same way the Eagles tried to shut Kelsey down. They just weren't as successful as the Chiefs were at shutting A.J. Brown down. But it really showed how, look, the Eagles did stifle Kelsey a little bit. And that really hampered the offense of the Kansas City Chiefs. You stifle A.J. Brown. Luckily enough, even with Goddard out, the Eagles still have enough weapons-wise right. to be able to move the ball down the field. Devontae Smith is, at his size, still <laughs> one of the most amazing wide receivers and athletes I've ever seen. He's just not scared, and he's half the size of just about everybody else on that field at all times. That catch he made down the right uh, sideline, the 41-yarder right. that basically <laughs> guaranteed that touchdown because right. once you get down to the one, it's right. brotherly shove time and it's all over. <laughs> yep. um, that catch was so much more difficult than the catch that the Kansas City Chiefs receiver missed that would have given them the lead Correct. late in the game. No doubt about you it. You had a defender in your face. You had to kind of fall down and protect his body because he's so good at that. His right. body control is off the charts. So every time you see a Devontae Smith game like this, <laughs> we just need to appreciate it because it, there's that's not it's like a Tyree Kill thing. You see guys that size, it just doesn't just doesn't compute when you see them out there with Giants, especially yeah, absolutely correct, especially Devontae because he's slight. Tyree kills short, but yeah, he's but, stout and he's right. got and muscles. He, and he's also, I mean, not the not that Devontae Smith is slow, but he's not Tyreek Hill fast. No. Like Tyreek Hill runs past They call people. him the cheetah for a reason. Correct. I mean, he runs past people, so he doesn't get hit as easily because he, he can't catch him. Yeah. Where Devontae Smith isn't that fast, and, and those plays don't happen as much with him. But you're right. I mean, and that catch was, was big. And again, it's about making adjustments to the ball in the air and fending off a defender. Uh, yeah, no, that was one of the things I wrote down is the fact that they were able to do it without A.J. Brown mm -hmm. last night. To the Chiefs' credit, I mean, they, they they did a good job on him. And also because they didn't have time to throw, it also impacts the fact that you can't get the ball to him because they didn't have he didn't have time to throw. And so you've got to figure out a different way to do it. And the way to do it, again, the screen passes I thought were huge. You not having a tight end to go to is impacts as well because you know you can the tight end yeah, is off body the, down the right middle. and he's yeah. also the dump off a lot of times mm -hmm. against the blitz i mean he's the safety valve uh, and you didn't have that but you also have to be able to run the football in, in order to be effective and deandre swift gives them yeah. that option to be able to do it and again what worked well was the delayed handoffs same thing heavy pass rush delayed handoff bang the, the defense is past you. The, the 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 front is past you, and it works. And that allow also those delayed handoffs allows Jason Kelsey again to get out in front and and become that lead blocker. Yeah, he's amazing. He really he, is. He really, I mean, before Jason Kelsey, I mean, it's becoming a little bit more. I don't want to say rampant in football because that's not accurate, but more of a thing in football now we're having the center pull. But that never happened before. I never saw a center pull no. before Jason Kelsey. Guards, yes. Tackles, yes. But never the center. But he's different. He's just a different dude. And he might be the best who's ever played that position in a lot of ways. I love the video angles where they have the down-the-field shot that's looking towards the offense. And when they get the hole perfectly right. and you see the whether it's the uh, tackle and the guard kind of make the hole and then the first guy through it 
is Kelsey, right. you know, just running full right. steam. Looking for somebody to hit. <laughs> yeah, so, again, somebody a lot of times bigger than him, Correct. like a linebacker or another right. a safety or something's coming right. down hard, yep. and he's just not afraid. Because no. we talk about undersized receivers Absolutely. in Devontae Smith. He's an undersized offensive lineman. Yeah. He, he, you, you look at him in that huddle. I mean, I mean, yeah. he's not he's, – he's, there's no question which one is Jason Kelsey in the on the front five because you know the guys around him are seriously bigger than he is yeah and we say that about kelsey because we've never seen a center do it as often as he does right. it but they are so good at that with Mylotta. Mylotta at his size when he right. comes around and he starts pulling get out of the way absolutely i would just buy with you go ahead <laughs> right whatever right. you want right. i'm not gonna be in but like way. to the point about the the whole brotherly shove thing like that's right up Mylotta's alley because he was a rugby player yeah. i mean that's what that is i know it's a rugby play and it's amazing, amazing how good they are at that. Not just because of the fact that they always get it. They get it easily. Yeah. It's not even a close. I mean, they need a yard generally when they do it. It's usually within a yard of, of line of it with three. They get three every time. <laughs> like, I really want to see a game at some point in time where they're trying to finish off a game. Just do it th four times in a row. Correct. First and 10 at the 30. Just do the brotherly shove. Get three. First, second, and seven at the 33. And to get that first down that, like, helps you finish off the game, yeah. I would see him do it three times and get a first down. I'm 100. Because do it four times. Well, yeah, you probably could. Correct. If you, you, if you get the third. You don't tell me that they're going to get – you don't think they're going to get an average of two and a half yards in that right. play they every get time. Th they get almost three every time. They get it easily. It's not like it's – I don't think I've seen them run that play and then the officials call the chain crew on. No, measure. it's easy. It's easy. <laughs> Correct. They don't have to worry about it. Right. What I, I think is funny to everyone focuses in on the shove standpoint right. of the brotherly shove. If you watch the O-lineman, Kelsey and everybody else, they get and they talk about yeah. it. But there was some angles last night where you could really see it. They get so low Correct. that they are under the defender it's and they're, they're literally carrying the defender, crawling right. with the defender on their Correct. back. The whole pile yeah. moves. Yeah, it isn't you, it's, coming from behind. Nah, it's coming from under. Yeah, I actually like it when they do like an overhead shot and you can like just see they it disappear. just like moving along. Yeah, and the yeah. offensive linemen disappear. Correct. Right. It is I, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's the old adage of low man wins. It's a wrestling terminology and and terms of getting that pile low. And but that's that offensive line that does it. And the again, the momentum moving forward yep. and the push. It's amazing. I think in addition the push to which, only gets them like an extra half yard yeah, though. I think the yeah, line I mean, is just moving the line. Absolutely yeah. correct. Because because yeah. you're seeing like bodies on top of the pile who are going along. Yes. Yeah, so like a giant turtle shell from They're above. Crowd surfing. Correct. Every yes. time they do yeah. the brotherly shell. Yes. And so, and, and again, the whole thing about outlawing it and about no, no it's stop play. it. It's applied. If you well, then do it yourself. Why don't you do it? Because they can't. Correct. It's been proven this year. Correct. Teams have tried. It has not worked. Correct. In addition to which, the other thing that they're doing, and it happened last night, but there was a touchdown. It didn't matter. They're also getting because the defense now is so determined to figure out a way to stop it. They're lining up all sides, mm -hmm. and that happens a lot. Where now you're getting getting that five yard penalty. Given to getting five yards out of it because the defense lines up offside because they're trying to get an advantage. They're trying to get off the snap somehow or another, try to get any lower than the offensive line to get in there somehow or another. They end up lining up offsides. And uh, one more thing we should get to, and this has to do with the brotherly shove. Uh, didn't have his best night, had one of his worst nights, as a matter of fact, Jalen Hurts. Um, and I know it's a sports cliche and, you know, you want to talk about this stuff and do it for fun and entertainment, and all that stuff. And you don't want to use cliches over and over again. But this may fit this guy more than anybody else we've seen in an Eagles uniform. 
this guy, I mean, he's simply a winner. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it sounds like a cop out to say that, but he just figures out a way to drag his team. And with him at quarterback, there's no panic. The team always thinks they have a chance and they really do follow him. I, I've never seen one is even with A.J. Brown on the on the sidelines. And I really do believe that's a brotherly oh, yelling absolutely. at each other Correct. Yeah. because they showed the very next camera after they came back from break when they were yelling at each other. <laughs> A.J. Brown's in the bench sitting there with a big smile on his face. <laughs> so I don't think they're ever really. It's mad the heat at each of the other. battle. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And, and And as long as you as a player and a teammate. No, like, look, he's blowing off. Steam. It's it's on the field. Mm -hmm. And what happens between it's like Vegas? Right. Correct. Just don't worry about it. It happens. It's the emotional emotion of the battle. Uh, as long as you are understanding of that as a teammate and you're OK with it, it's it's fine. I mean, it happens. It happens all the time. It's just a matter of whether or not it festers at all. And it, between those two, obviously, it doesn't fester. No. They're, they're fine. They get it. Jalen Hurts understands that AJ Brown's just frustrated because he wants the ball, mm -hmm. and that's what you want. You want your receivers, especially to want a, the ball a and guy want like to get that. the ball. Yeah. Correct. He's unbelievable. AJ Brown's really good. The one thing I w wish they would have done last night, because I don't think there's any defending it, is that short little slant pass, that five six yeah. yard slant pass. Right. I don't think you can defend that with AJ no, Brown. Not with him. He's so physical and so strong. And that's the one thing I really would have liked to see Brian Johnson call last night, especially early on, because that's right. a quick play too. Right. You can run that when the blitz is coming. Right. It doesn't take long for AJ Brown. <laughs> to get out there right. four yards and slant towards the middle a uh, couple big plays in the defense of uh, that Br bradley uh roby punch out on travis kelsey yes huge i mean that's yeah. impossible no he i mean that's a perfect punch is yeah. what it was i mean he it literally was delivering a, a right hook and he hit it right on the nose of the football i mean that, that's a well delivered punch is that, what it that wins the game absolutely for the eagles Correct. right there just stopping that momentum yeah because really they were going to go back up 10 100 down there there was no doubt in my mind yeah. and also the end zone interception kevin byard who's kind right. of been there was expectations when they made that trade and he kind of hasn't lived up to that he it, had a pretty decent game last yeah night. he did but there was the one i mean i i think that's a big piece of that is you're acquiring a guy in the middle of the season yep. and figuring out His what they because the because the one the first time I think it was the first touchdown where home Mahomes started to move a little bit and then found a guy it was a blown coverage he didn't he didn't go fired everybody else was in was in a man to man and he thought it was his own and he let him go because he thought it was his own yep. and the guy's wide open the end zone that to me is just that's what happens when you're getting a guy in the middle of the season hasn't been there and you're going to get mix-ups i mean it happens all the time anyhow in terms of mix-ups and coverage but it's going to happen even more when you got a guy who hasn't been here all the way through since training camp the hope is that in the game last night something clicked right and now this is the kevin byard right that we're going to see because yeah. he have made some he deflected a pass yeah. uh when he was blitzing and uh, a lot Mahomes. of the times he was he, his job was covering kelsey which is not an no. easy job I mean, jason kelsey is open a lot because of his size because and he's good yeah. i mean he's just good he gets open that's his job and he finds a way to get open he's physical and he's smart and he and he gets open but you know, I think some maybe he spent too much time in Argentina. He's <laughs> <laughs> thinking about his Swifty down there. Yeah. Uh, a lot was been made of this six-game stretch. Eagles are now two games into it, two and zero. Oh, beat the Cowboys, beat the Chiefs. Not too shabby, especially the way they did it. Both times not looking good. And the, in the Bills first don't half. look quite as scary as they did coming into the year right now. <laughs> they certainly don't. They only gave up six points in the second half to the Cowboys two weeks ago. Last night, shut out the Chiefs. I mean, that's amazing, and it goes back to that right. A word we were talking about earlier, adjustments. But up next, you got the Bills, and you're right. That's at home. That is all of a sudden not a scary game, but not something no. you want to take it 
No, they're not the Carolina Panthers. No, because they could snap back into correct. it. Correct. I mean, you're still good. And they're they still a Jekyll have, and Hyde team this right. year. And, and, and they, again, you've, you, they're just good enough that they could beat you. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about that. But now it just, again, on paper, it just doesn't look as scary as it did three weeks ago, even a, even a couple of months ago. Now, this is obviously in the NFL a uh, useless exercise a lot of the times, but let's say they win, right? right? They go to 10 and 1. Now you have a two-game stretch here, which is basically, depending on how the rest of the season goes, could be the seedings. Could right. play out. This is how the seeding's going to end up. It could be, if you lose these two, you go from the first seed to the second seed or even the third seed, right. ver- or a fourth seed, I guess, or right. fifth seed and, would be very quickly. And it was glaringly obvious last year because they had it of what that number one seed means there's only one correct only one buy and you're not leaving so you got buy i mean a buy at that time of the year is absolutely golden correct because anything can happen to playoffs and plus you get a week to get everybody a little bit healthier maybe more than that correct depending on how and then you're home yeah i mean it's it's such a big advantage to have that number one seed so december 3rd so two weeks from this past sunday the game that after the Chiefs we've all been waiting for, Eagles and 49ers. Right. You talk about uh, as much hype as this Chiefs game got. That Eagles game against the 49ers in Philadelphia, that's going to be a game 425 <laughs> on a Sunday afternoon. That's it's going to be a barn burner. Oh, yeah. Just because the 49ers were just such a clown show after that such game. Such a I bunch just, of babies. Oh, my God. Oh, well, our quarterback got hurt. Our quarterback got hurt. I got news for you. This is the piece of this that drove me nuts. And the, to me, not, I never heard anybody say. It was the third quarterback you got hurt. They had three quarterbacks that got hurt over the course of the season. Brock Purdy was playing because the first two got hurt you over the course of the season. You into Brock Purdy. Trey Lance started, then Garoppolo, and both of those guys got season-ending injuries because guess what? You didn't protect him very well. Yeah. So don't complain that, oh, well, we, we lost our starting quarterback. Yes, you did. And guess why? Because you don't protect them. That's the reason why you had Brock Purdy playing in the playoffs because you didn't. So that whole crying fest of, yeah, well, they beat us, but they beat us because our quarterback got hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Boo? And who? (laughs) To you. It was, I, I could not believe how I kept hearing it and hearing it and hearing it from one 49er player after another. Well, one thing I don't think is talked about enough is how lucky the 49ers are to have just dumb into Brock Purdy. Yeah, absolutely. Nobody thought Brock no, Purdy was the a last guy, literally the last guy in the draft. Shannon had irrelevant. Obviously saw something in him, right? but there's and no Shanahan, way, you know, again, Shanahan, like Sirianni, he's a guy you'd like to slap. Yeah. I mean, he's got that same kind of gene. Yeah. Um, but he's a really, I mean, he's, he's, Oh, he, he's a great coach. He's a very good coach. Yeah, he's no been matter. around the game his whole entire life. Yeah. His dad was a good good coach. Mike Shanahan was a very good coach mm-hmm. for a long time. He grew up in the game. He knows the game. He's a very good coach. And so you can coach a guy up if there's something there. And he obviously saw something there and coached him up. I mean, they, they gave up a ton for Trey Lance. And basically, they got a guy in the seventh round who is now their starting quarterback. It's really an interesting story. How many teams draft a guy early Absolutely. on? Absolutely, and sell their soul yep. to draft him in a lot of cases. And look at the Jets. The Jets got up there, got Zach Wilson, and they held on, held on, held on, held on. Finally, it looks like right. they're done with that whole thing. <laughs> Maybe. It, it's like That's a bad relationship. They yeah. just can't yeah, quit Zach each other. Zach Wilson needs a new place. But I mean, that, yeah. look how easily that can happen. Like right. you, you just feel like you have to give this guy a shot because of where you draft him. Right. You have to keep bringing him back. Correct. The 49ers could have very easily done that with Trey Lance 
but they yep. didn't. It's, yeah. it's, it's just amazing how this guy is the starting quarterback and one or two injuries it don't happen. He's still sitting on the bench and nobody knows who Correct. it is. Nobody ever heard of him. It's ridiculous. Yep. But you got the Eagles and the Niners coming up on the third, which is just going to be a barn burner. Uh, Eagles at Cowboys December 10th. I kind of unfortunately think that might be a loss just because <laughs> it's in Dallas yeah. and you're getting near the end of this crazy stretch. Right. And then you have the Seahawks in Seattle, which is another tough game just yep. because in, in Seattle is a different story. And then you kind of come home with three which should be layups. Eagles host the Giants on Christmas Day at 4.30. I can't think of a better Christmas present <laughs> than the Eagles beating the crap out of the New York Giants. Just getting to play the Giants is kind of a Christmas present. <laughs> it really is. And then it's the Cardinals on New Year's Eve, and then on January 7th, the Giants yeah, again. I mean, so, that's, it's a brutal stretch, and then it's almost like four, <laughs> you three, have, three bye weeks. You could have a four, four, four bye straight bye right, if, right. if everything works out. I mean, out. if you've done what you had to do in those games, I mean, if, you, if you've locked up something prior to I and mean, it's i don't know if they'll have it locked up by the time they get to those three but they should be able to lock something up in in one of those three weeks and then once you do yeah you know again same thing now just make sure nobody gets hurt i think you gotta look at this try to win two out of the next three right. if you're a fan you want them to win two out of the next three right and then yeah, you're sitting at 11 and two with giants i mean with seahawks Gi giants twice and right. the cardinals right you're feeling pretty good about Absolutely yourself. Correct. They, I think the key is 14 wins. You get to 14 wins, oh my goodness, yes, and you will yeah. have that number one yeah. seed. Absolutely, especially yeah. if one of those wins is over the 49ers. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I mean, because splitting against the Cowboys won't hurt you. No, because it, you've got a you've got enough of a and cushion. Against the Cow yeah. Right. I mean, you got enough of a cushion that the Cowboys it's not going to hurt you. So no, I mean, you're right. I mean, if if they get through this stretch, I mean, again, you're. These Even four if, games, two and two, right? With four games left to go, but you again, the last two might not mean anything. I mean, mm -hmm. if, if if you do it right and get it done, who cares if you lose the last two? If you've already got, once you get the number one seed locked up, nothing so, else matters. Absolutely, yes. It doesn't matter whether you win or lose or not. I think you got to win Sunday. You can't look past it. Win Sunday because then you're playing with house money. If you go into the 49ers game ten and one, right? I mean, you go in there with such confidence right. and, and such. Momentum. Yeah, there's a yeah. I mean, there, there's a momentum and a and a motivation to play the 49ers because I'm it, it didn't sit well. I'm sure it didn't sit well with you and with me. Imagine how it felt for the yeah. for the Eagles to listen to those guys whining and complaining about the fact that it wasn't fair. Our quarterback got hurt. I, I, I still don't. I still don't. None of their complaints made any sense no, to me. No. All right, let, babe, go in. Great win, twenty one seventeen. I I was shocked. <laughs> I could not believe I went to bed happy last night. <laughs> it was fantastic. All right, let's get to our top five most beloved current Philly athletes. And normally, when you're doing a list, you go five to one. I think we're going to go one to five on this one. Okay. I think it's going to be more interesting on who is in five <laughs> and who's left out. For me, one, two, and three were pretty easy. Uh, me, me as well. Four, five, and six where we're got. I didn't get that one. deep into it. I didn't go to six. I went to five. No, I, I'm just saying. So who am I leaving out yeah. if I go to five? Hundred percent. That's what I said. So I had six. It was a matter of which one is the five. Um, I'll start with number one. I don't think there's any doubt who I have as number one. Um, I think one of the reasons I love Philadelphia sports fans—they have a bad rap nationally. I think that's changing slowly, mm -hmm. thanks to a lot of what happened at Citizens Bank Park. Um, but uh, I love that we love a center. You know what I mean? I love that we have a center on football. That, yes, that's not, that's not 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 basketball. We love centers in basketball all the time. In football, I love that we first of all not only know who he is, but can pick him out of a lineup 
have seen yeah. him chug beer, yeah. have seen him sing Christmas carols, right. uh, have seen him wear a mummer's yeah. outfit, scream on the art museum steps, <laughs> ring the bell at the Sixers games. He is the king of Philadelphia right now, Jason Kelsey, and I think he will continue to be the king of Philadelphia. I think Kelsey's going to be 90 years old and yeah. showing up at Eagles games. Yeah, Jason Kelsey will has replaced what? was the the bill Bergies. i was that, just thinking the same I mean, thing like bill Bergie was the guy who could go anywhere yeah and people in philadelphia loved him uh and and jason kelsey has replaced the guy and the mummers outfit was was like that was the moment and like his that speech flipped it. yeah the, the yeah. speech correct and the outfit. he became everybody went like oh my god he, he's like me like he's, <laughs> he, he's one of he's it's that one of us one uh -huh. of us i mean yeah. that, that's what it was the best meme i've seen in a while on the internet is a picture of jason kelsey in the mummer's outfit it just says i can't believe this is going to be the best man at taylor swift's wedding <laughs> <laughs> that is hysterical that is hysterical it's a great yes it's a great yeah. meme yeah uh, so and I, it's very much i mean the mummer's thing was it was very much the uh, first time i liked the mummers well <laughs> it was it was the chase utley yeah world, world champions. champs yeah, yeah absolutely it was the same thing i mean like every i mean people liked chase utley as a player now they just loved him as a human being yeah. because of that like yeah again same thing he's he's one of, like i i'd love to be able to say that yeah like that's what happened. I also like, I love to be two or three beers in. Like, we all were correct. that morning. Correct. And they'd have a microphone. We'd all would have said the same Absolutely thing. Absolutely correct. Because yeah. it had yeah. been so, that, yeah. that was the first championship. It, that was, that's yes. what Philadelphia felt at Absolutely. that moment. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. And that's what you do when you're, when we drinking all night, like chasing, chasing. Good for him. Absolutely. I, I mean, you don't think anybody else was? Absolutely correct. So yeah. I have Kelsey at number one. Who's your number one? Uh, Bryce Harper. He's at Harper? Okay. Yeah. Harper's number He's one. My number one. <laughs> right. Correct. And that's, but that's it. Like, it's, but it's everything else. I mean, because he is as good as he is, coupled with everything else he's done. I mean, he is not only the reason why this team plays the way it does, it's also the reason why Nick Castellanos is here, why Kyle Schwerber is here, why people are now wanting to come here. Aaron Nola's staying he, here. He, he, is, he has become the personality of mm -hmm. this team. And... Again, I know everybody uses it. The word you, the, the, you, we've talked about this before. There are people who believe he's pandering to the Philadelphia people. I hate that. Even if if he is, he's the best who's ever pandering. <laughs> he's, he's he's a master panderer. Correct. I mean, he's so, but he's at Flyers games. He's at the Eagles games. He's just he he's a he's one of us. But he's got no business no. being one of us. He's like, better he's, than us. Exactly. <laughs> like Jason Kelsey's one of us because he just looks like us because he looks like an unmade bed. Yeah. Bryce Harper is not one of us. No. But he's one of us. Yeah. Like he gets it. He understands what the, the, he's the drive. He's totally spending more time in Philadelphia, Correct. too. The, the, the drive that Bryce Harper has to be the best in the game and to win, and to win makes him one of us. But his talent pool is so unbelievably good that it kind of elevates him to a whole nother level let here's what i will be say superman for philadelphia there will be a fifth statue eventually outside that stadium mm -hmm. and he's it yeah. i mean he is again as we were talking alluding to that i mean mike schmidt is the greatest player in philadelphia phillies history for now for now yeah because if bryce harper does not get hurt he will go down as the best philly ever yeah. and i guarantee you who would tell you that mike, mike schmidt, schmidt. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I think I've heard him say almost the exact same yes. thing yeah. on a broadcast when he's doing the Sunday yeah. thing. Uh, yeah, he's he's ridiculous. He's my number two. Yeah. I mean, he he is everything you want 
a superstar athlete to be right. when they come to your city. Right. If you can't bring him up through your system, right. when he comes here, you want him to buy all in. Because right. you said he's at Flyers games, he's at Sixers games, he's at Eagles games. And it seemed 2018 when he signed here, the first couple of years, he was here the entire regular season and then back to Vegas. Right. Now, two, three weeks after the playoffs yeah. are over, right. and he's right. showing up at a Flyers game right. with yeah. his family in the front right. row, not right. sitting in the suite, no. down right. at the glass right. at the front row, which I know are expensive tickets, but right. you're still amongst the great <laughs> Absolutely unwashed. Correct. correct. You know what I mean? You're still down there. Right. He is just everything you want him to be from the moment he signed, the whole Mr. Middleton stuff, the I want to win, uh, uh, right. screw, he screwed up the whole Broad Street reference, but I don't care. <laughs> he's just everything he's done right. has been perfect it took longer to get into the playoffs but man it made it sweeter once you got there and you saw that not only does he care as much as we do right but he's made that entire team seemingly care as right. much as we do but now and so anyhow kelsey would be is my two because but, we just have right correct yeah um but think about it we said the same thing about kelsey like kelsey buying in made everybody else and the eagles buy in yeah. to the sirianni thing Bryce Harper buying into the Phillies mm -hmm. and knowing what Philly wanted to do yep. and got everybody else involved. Like he is the pulse of the team. And it also they understand the pulse of the city at the same time. And also he has the, and you mentioned pulse of the city. He has the team buying in to the fans. Right. And a lot of times you've seen some not great relationships, especially with baseball players and fans. Cause there's 82 home games. You're right. exposed to right. each other a lot or 81 right. home games. And you know, you start playing bad, that booing can really eat and it can make a kind of antagonistic relationship between fans and players. And they take everything in stride. Trey Turner was getting booed. He didn't like it, I'm sure, but no. he understood it. Right. He's like, I would have booed me, too. Yeah. And then that whole standing ovation thing is a whole different thing between the fans. That it's just uh, it's just awesome. Right. But it's just he has everybody buying into Hey, this is what Philly is, and right. if we play well, because you've seen it now, right? They Correct. will come and they'll support right. us. Right. Once, once they saw what happened in 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 the 2022 playoff run, and I actually got a playoff game at home, and the place was crazy. I was now, there. Right. <laughs> it was nuts. And so now that lightning that was now literally lightning in a bottle has been like, okay, this is what this could be like, and now it is. I go back, and you have the you know the red October stuff. I mean, that goes back to Cole Hamels because when when in a way. When Cole Hamill said something about, you know, I'd like to see some red around here in October as opposed to green because, yeah. you know, look, it's in July. We're not talking about the Phillies. We're talking about what are the Eagles going to do in training camp? Yeah, I hate Eagles chance of Phillies games. Correct. And so that's where all that comes from is just that mindset of, hey, you know what? We're still here and we're still playing. But when you're good, as they were then, and they sold out every night and then the team again got bad and guess what people don't come go figure and now they're good again and now people are coming and so that place is a full every night and obviously when it gets to the playoffs it is just insane yeah. it's like a it's like a soccer match in europe i mean that's what that atmosphere is like just mm -hmm. that in it just volume of noise and constant, constant energy like, yeah, yeah it's unbelievable it's it fantastic. really is uh kelsey harper harper kelsey whichever way you put them one right. two right and again if you were if i was making a list of the best players obviously harper right. is probably going to be up at right. number one for me i'm looking at just how we feel about mm -hmm. it because kelsey's been here for forever i have him one harper two my three is a new entry on the list and i'm not sure until about halfway through uh last winter mm -hmm. if he would have been on this list but i think he is the most beloved sixer 
I think he's got a big smile on his face all the time. And I think his passion and his energy and his attitude is not just intoxicating for the fans, but it's intoxicating for his teammates. And they go along with him. Tyrese Maxey, yep. this kid, they're going to sign him to a contract here in the next handful of months. He's going to be a sixer long term and him and Embiid could have an outstanding my dryer's done he could have outstanding <laughs> two three four five year run here in philadelphia and he could be the key to finally the sixers winning another nba championship yeah I, I, the, he's he's actually my four uh he's in my five for sure uh because to me he is the now the the, the favorite of the sixers fans 100 and again same kind of thing he's he's just a kind of he gets it he understands it he enjoys the game having james harden gone and that kind of elevates him to a bigger piece of the puzzle, and you get to see what that bigger piece of the puzzle is. He's not just a, a guy who seems to enjoy playing a game; he's pretty good at it too. Uh, and so, yes, I think I think Embiid Embiid fail, falls out of my five, and he's replaced by Tyrese Maxey because of that. I think I think Embiid has soured a lot of people over the course of the last year, and Tyrese Maxey has elevated himself. And now that Harden is gone, I think Embiid will eventually come back up. I do too. But I just think that he, there's no question in my mind that Tyrese Maxey has replaced Embiid as the favorite Sixer, and as is definitely one of the five. He's my four, but he's but he is definitely one of my five. Yeah, he's just he is a joy to watch play. He's he's like Iverson, but kind of under control. Yeah, correct. <laughs> yeah, yes. he's not. He's, yeah. No, he's not just throwing it up from no. anywhere. Although he did shoot one and off the Brooklyn. floor a little bit better under control as well. <laughs> yes, <laughs> not spending as much time at TGI Fridays <laughs> as Allen Iverson was. Uh, so who's your three? Kyle Schwarber. Oh, I, you know what? Schwarber, he's my he's probably six for me. Yeah, yeah. No. Kyle Schwarber is my three uh, because, again, he embodies a lot of philadelphia i don't disagree um he's he's a little bit too slow he's a little bit too not right but he is <laughs> a little bit heavy but everybody loves him yeah. uh, i mean you know he's he's got a drink at wawa named after him i mean that's pretty much philly <laughs> he's and he's got they they changed the name of hope absolutely correct. To correct i mean if that's not philly i don't know what is <laughs> um he yeah he's he to me kyle schwerber is three uh, again, I my one, two, and three were were definites, and then I tried to I had four, five, and six, and and who was four, and who was five, and who was six to eliminate the six. But yeah, to me, Kyle Schwerber is three that, in uh, terms of personality. He's personality fits here, but it's also the like the other stuff. He's like he's very involved in 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 giving back for 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 police and firefighters, yep. which obviously Philadelphia loves, and all that kind of stuff, and veterans and and all that stuff. That's the Kyle Schwerber, the off the field Kyle Schwerber is also just like. Uh, again, same guy. Like if you're gonna pick guys who you want to go have a beer with, Kyle Schwerber be one of those guys. Yeah, they've got great, and we've talked about that off the air. With I've talked about everybody I know, the character yeah. in that clubhouse for the Phillies, right. and he, but he's the heart. Like oh, he's the like, leader. Like Harper is the on field leader. Yeah, but the guy in the clubhouse who's everybody's best friend, 100%. everybody yeah. from first guy to last guy is Kyle Schwerber. Yeah, you saw him in the, and I watched. All of them, all of the videos and all of the coverage of the celebrations whenever right. they have them. I told you I never get sick of it. I right. love watching it. Right. He's with everybody on that team. He's making his way around. Right. I, I, like Harper is the guy who Harper 
I think is like watching it and just laughing. Like he's having a great time watching these guys go crazy. Yeah. But Schwerber's in the middle of it. <laughs> he's, him and Stubbsy. Yes. Him and Stubbsy are driving that Correct. bus. Uh, I have at my four where you have Maxi. I have Jalen Hurts. Right. I, I just think a quarterback of the NFL. Yeah, the quarterback of the of most Eagles. popular team in town <laughs> should be in there. But it doesn't always have to be because sometimes he is the big he's the whipping. Boy yeah. Too. I mean, look at Carson Wentz could have Correct. been number one on this list Correct. in 2017 and how far he fell right. before he got out of here. But Jalen Hurts, he's just a winner. He doesn't have that personality that any of these other guys we've right. talked about so far have. But when you have a guy who just leads your team and figures out way to win and gets in that brotherly shove and scores touchdowns, he's going to be popular. He's going to be beloved. And he, again, kind of came out of nowhere. I yeah. didn't think Jalen Hurts was going to be a starting no, quarterback thought, in the NFL. Why are you drafting Kalen, Jalen Hurts? You, you don't stupid. need a quarterback. I Correct. hated it. But Correct. here's the thing. If I don't like your quarterback or your head coach, you're in perfect spots. Because <laughs> I love Chip Kelly and I love Carson Wentz. None of that crap worked. Uh, you hire people I've never heard of before, like Nick Sariani. You bring right. a guy I can think can play past college right. at a successful level. And you're 100% going to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, Jalen Hurts is my five. I, my, it's Harper's one, uh, Kelsey's two, Schwerber's three, uh, Maxie's four, and I have Jalen Hurts as five. Cause I, and, and again, I kept saying about the six. Uh, Embiid was my, is, is my six. Embiid's I, my five. Right, because I had Embiid in there. But I, again, I just think, I think there's just some people now who are off the Embiid bandwagon because of some stuff. And again, was he going to – was he asking out? Was he going with, you know, was was he going to take the hardened approach? And There was all and that ask? Knicks talk. Correct. Yeah. So I think that just soured some people on Embiid. I think that'll get fixed if if the season continues to go well. And, and they the longer they distance themselves from James Harden, the better. Uh, so I think Embiid will ultimately kind of slide back up there because he is very well liked and was very well liked by Sixers fans. He I just think there's a some, personality. Absolutely. He does. That and, went and, away last year. And, and honestly... Like that's kind of what hurts. Hurts <laughs> is he so serious? Yeah, yeah. He doesn't, but he doesn't have like a strong personality. No. He seems like a really good, good guy, yeah. and he's he's really good with the cameras and and interviews and all that kind of stuff. He's he's very accommodating to everybody, but he just doesn't have that like Jason Kelsey personality, no. which is what I think pulls him down the list a little bit. He just doesn't have that magnanimous personality like you do. <laughs> We're, we're you're, you, 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 what you're saying is so true because whenever you he's, have a magnanimous personality, no, the other thing, uh, when he smiles, you're kind of shocked. Yeah, when you see a Jason yeah. Hurts, yeah. a Jason Hurts smile, you're like, right. oh, look yeah. at that. He does but it that. also, at the, I mean, he, I think people are now coming to the realization, like, okay, he is good. Yeah, like I, there were people had a, they weren't sure about him for a while. Yeah, too. how you doing? Right, and so that's the piece of it. Like, obviously, he is pretty good too yeah. i mean in addition to everything else so uh i think he's more of a quiet leader um but again he has done and said all the right things in the clubhouse so we're talking about harper who said it outwardly i think hertz has done it inwardly yeah. in the clubhouse and then there's kelsey behind him going i told you he's the dude like i mean kelsey's yeah. become kind of the the person behind him who's who said look get on this guy's bandwagon yeah. and so i think Hertz has to be in there again. He is the quarterback of the most popular team in town. Yeah. So he, he, again, it doesn't always work that way. And they're the winning. Quarterback, yeah. Because right, the quarterback <laughs> could also be the most hated guy in town too, depending on the situation. Yeah. Uh, and I haven't beat five just because I, I, they're in season. And I think yeah. the way they're trending right. that I'm looking at him beat on the come here. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> right. he's, he's going to climb. And I think 
more of his personality from that maxi influence, which sounds weird. You have this guy who's been with the club for forever, and now this youngster's coming in. But his energy is just so infectious. Right. I think he's going to bring back more of that old Embiid. Maybe we'll see him trolling some more people online. That's the Embiid we need. Right. Again, I think Embiid was there. I just think, again, he's – I think Embiid was helped by Harden, uh, again, to win the MVP. But I think he's got to distance himself now from James Harden in terms of buying back into Philadelphia. Well, he's on the other coast, so right. that should be right. Should be right. Easy. Yeah, that's a good distance. Uh, so here got a couple people putting their lists out. Uh, Sean says Jason Kelsey at number one. Bryce Harper at two, so he's with you and I. Right. Just flip-flop yours. Uh, Tyrese is three. Zach Wheeler, four. Wheeler, I thought about. Uh, didn't get him in there because yeah. personality, and he only pitches every five days. Right. Yeah, like, great. I, great yeah. pitcher. Yeah. Great guy, but yeah, just doesn't have a strong personality. And he has Joel and Joel Embiid at five, and I think I saw at least one more list here if I can track it down. Like, ah, where is it? I think it was going the other way, and I missed it here. Um, if I missed your list, I apologize. I'm scrolling through here, and I can't seem to find it. But yeah, good stuff. Uh, so my list one more time. Kelsey, Harper, Maxi, Hertz, Embiid, and you are? I am Harper, Kelsey, Schwarber, Maxi, and then Jalen Hurts. And then Jalen Hurts. So there you go. If you want to share yours, feel free to go into the chat, send us a text, 484-509-0445. I promise tomorrow I'll open the phone lines. Bob and I got into a vibe there, and I never opened them up, but we can do that tomorrow. Big thanks to Bob McCool. Check out the Nittany Extra podcast. That's correct. Uh, You can find it anywhere you get your podcast even apple now as i figured that out for the boys um he is our technical technological genius yeah that's why it took so long <laughs> and um you want to find that and it's the one that has not my name underneath it but rich scarcella's name underneath yes. it all right yes because so he is mr penn State. that's right and you know there's two different feeds out there so make sure you find the um correct feed that has the up-to-date games There'll be another uh, Nittany Extra posted tomorrow, probably around 11 a.m. or so, early for the Thanksgiving weekend. And I'm sure lots of stuff. Because Penn State's playing on Friday this week (laughs) and not on Saturday. You're handling it Which is costing me a high school football game. Not that I mad or anything, but I'm not happy. Check his Twitter. (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, so uh, Nittany Extra tomorrow, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot to talk about after that Michigan game. Sure. I mean, and there's just so much to talk about with Michigan because that's a whole other uh, another story. But, yeah, I mean, it just kind of figuring out things and whether, how much different were they with the offensive coordinator change. All right. We'll be back tomorrow. I go from Robert McCool to Robert Lessig tomorrow. It's a lateral Bob move uh, tomorrow here on the show as we'll have some fun. And uh, then, like I said, later in the afternoon or morning, you'll get a uh, – uh, Nittany Extra there as well. All right. Have a wonderful Tuesday, everybody. Thank you, Bob McCool. Thank you. Good Glad to, to see be you again, my friend. And we'll talk to you bright and early tomorrow morning.